Stevenson University Online is the leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Yeah, it's called Conversations with Jeff, not Screaming Matches. Yeah, Yeah, you and I do not agree on Calvinism. But look how nice we are to each other. I think it's going to really shock a lot of people, thrill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to have to do some soul searching. It's like, you know what? What are you doing? You're spending all your time trying to destroy another Christian because you don't understand what's going on when you should be out there winning people for Jesus. Right. Thank you for the job you're doing. Thanks for being willing to address these kind of issues. They're vital to the church. I feel sorry for what's coming your way, but God bless you, man. It's it's a good, healthy conversation, and, and let's keep growing together in the Lord. People won't change unless they hear the truth, though, and so we need to know the truth, uh, speak the truth, and then the last one I would say is that we need to stay in the truth, uh, no matter what the consequences are. Okay, everybody, welcome to today's episode of Conversations with Jeff here on uh, the GK Podcast Network. Uh, really excited about uh, today's show because we're actually flipping the script a little bit. Uh, I am actually not hosting this one. I'm going to be the guest. Uh, before I introduce our host, just wanted to uh, remind you guys, uh, we've got our book, Church and State, that we are pre-ordering as we speak Got a lot of uh, great contributing authors over there. We've got Denise McAllister, Michael Massey. Uh, we've got uh, Greg Locke. We've got a bunch of great, uh, great contributing authors, including our host for today on Conversations with Jeff. So I'm going to be the guest. Uh, but but before uh, we get to that, just you guys can go over to uh, gatekeepersonline.com slash church and state to pre-order that um, and uh, check that out. It's going to be a great, great book. Highly recommend it. Uh, it'll be coming out probably within the next month or so. So definitely check that out. So uh, today's host of Conversations with Jeff is actually going to be the host of Battlefront Southgate. Uh, we've got Dustin Faulkner. Uh, he's going to be leading the conversation. I'm going to be on the hot seat. And uh, so we'll we'll see where this conversation goes. Dustin, you're you're in charge. Excellent. Good evening, Conversations with Jeff fans. I am Dustin Faulkner, and I am the host of Southgate, and today I am taking over the West Coast. No, not really. I'm going to do it here from the Dirty South, and tonight we're going to have the script flipped, so to speak, and Jeff Dornick is going to be interviewed by me. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about a various amount of things. It's very incredible the work that Jeff has been doing. He has a different network that he is doing as a sister network here to the GK Podcast Network. It has grown exponentially itself in its own right. And Jeff has been a very busy man. How are you doing tonight, Jeff? Uh, doing good. Like you're saying, busy. I feel like I'm like literally all I do is a work. I wake up early, drink my coffee, read my Bible, and then it's off, off to work pretty much, pretty much all day now, you know, between running the GK and then the other podcast network and American conservative movement. It's just, it's kind of a constant non nonstop thing, but it's a, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear Jeff, because I got to ask you it, that you did this new network and it kind of branched off from some previous people that you had uh, with the GK Podcast Network. And as we've watched these guys branch off with you onto the Freedom First Network, how did you come up with the idea to do that, to launch it from the base of Gatekeepers? 
Well, well. So originally, I I had the idea because because I, I was I was start you know because we were bringing on more more people, more shows, more contributors, and that sort of thing. And I realized that some of the, some of the people that I really wanted to uh, help you know get shows out there and that sort of thing. Um, you know, the, you know, either they weren't a Christian, the target audience maybe was going to be more secular or something like that. And so at first I was thinking, okay, so maybe we make it to where, uh, the GK is going to be, we'll have like divided down the middle and we'll have some secular shows. We'll have some, you know, Christian shows and that sort of thing. And then, and then I was kind of thinking, well, maybe what would be better, it would be to have a completely separate network that would be the more political, uh, conservative, but it's going to be more of a secular audience. And we'll just completely separate out the two. Obviously, there's a lot of working together, cross-promotion, people going on each other's shows, uh, helping each other out and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but I wanted, I figured it would be best to keep the GK really geared and really focused towards Christianity and what's going on inside the church and even looking at secular, you know, issues and thinking things happen in politics and current events, but it's all from like a biblical worldview. Uh, so I, f- I figured like it's better to kind of keep them separate, but then there's some good, uh, kind of cross promotion of working together. And, you know, my good friend, uh, JD Rucker, um, you know, he and I have basically, uh, really been working together a lot on, uh, getting freedom first going. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our healthcare management Masters, no GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. That's pretty cool. Well, well, speaking of growth in the GK network, you just brought on, uh, actually, you've brought on quite a few people, to be honest with you. First of all, you brought on uh, Bobby Lopez, and I found that interesting. Uh, How did you... What did you think about getting him on here uh, to do this after you interviewed him? Uh, how did that come about? Yeah, so so I actually first met Bobby at the uh, Stand Against Marxism conference last October uh, that I spoke at out in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And and after the conference, he and I kind of hit it off. We were talking a lot. We have we have a lot of very similar views on. Uh, what's going on with, like, I always refer to them as like the evangelical elite and, you know, guys like Al Mohler and the, and the people running the seminaries and all that kind of stuff. And so we kind of stayed in touch. And then I had him on my show. Um, I, th- I think it was just the one time. And then he called me up and he's like, you know, well, um, what, what would it take for me to come on your network? And I'm like, done. Let's just, let's just get a show up. And so, so he just, he just started recording. And it, you know he he's been doing a really good job. I really enjoy listening to his show. It's uh, the Big Brown Gadfly, and uh, and literally he just he just takes a look at. Uh, I think pretty much the premise of his show is literally he wants to uh, basically be annoying to the people who need to be annoying too, if that makes sense. And so he go he goes after and really targets certain people where they're either being hypocritical, they're um, they've got double standards, they kind of need to be called out. And so he just he knows how to get under people's skin in just the right way, but still keep it thoroughly entertaining. So I, I really I, I really appreciate him and enjoy uh, his show as well. <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy how you just said that because he's kind of basically like a big brown jeff now so he's coming <laughs> he's got he's coming from the same thing and in, in the same launching source in which you even started gatekeepers because that's interesting how he he comes onto the network and 
that's the premise of his show. Well, that was actually kind of the premise of your network, right? No, absolutely. You know, and, and the fascinating thing about about Bobby too is just his testimony and his, and his story, which he, he shared quite often. Uh, but but he used to be in the in the homosexual lifestyle. Uh, he became a Christian, got saved out of that. Now he's married, has he has kids. You know, uh, God's completely you know taken him out of that lifestyle. Uh, and it, that's a true testament to God's, you know, power through salvation and the gospel and all of that. Um, but he actually got fired from, I, uh, I, I, I don't want to say the wrong seminary. So we'll just say one of the Southern Baptist seminaries. He actually got fired as a professor there simply because he was going around speaking and sharing his testimony. And they didn't want him to do that because they were going down the Sam Albury route of you can still be same sex attracted and all, all that kind of stuff. And so he actually got fired and censored simply for sharing his testimony. So I, I think bringing him on here at the GK was kind of a perfect fit because he's he's like a perfect example of exactly what the evangelical elite do to those who go against their narrative. Well, see, well, speaking of this evangelical elite and then the launching source of your site, I noticed that you have a new article up about our favorite favorite leader who is widely followed and this man pretty much when when he speaks everybody seems to follow jeff tell us about your newest article where you are talking about our man john MacArthur and his turning the tables and doing what we've been doing and what exactly entails in that article jeff yeah, I mean, you know, so so I basically I basically put out two articles uh ab- about this whole thing with John MacArthur. So for those people that don't know, which you know, it's kind of been all over the place, all over the news and all that. Uh basically John MacArthur's church in California has been um they've been closed down for going on 5 months because of coronavirus. And so um and what they were doing is they were citing Romans 13 as as you know, we we submit to the government you know, the government, they've got our best interests at heart. You know, they're trying to protect us from COVID-19. And so we're going to respect them and we're going to go ahead and we're going to shut down and not hold church services. Um, and then during during the process, people brought up uh, Hebrews 10.25, which talks about uh, not forsaking the gathering together. Um, Phil Johnson, John MacArthur's right-hand man and the executive director at grace to You, actually came out and said that if you actually look at the Greek, that's not actually talking about church attendance. What it's actually talking about is apostasy and leaving the faith. And everybody's like, I don't know what commentaries you're reading, but that's not anywhere in the Bible. And so now all of a sudden, this last week, they flip the script. They're like, you know what? Uh, we're going to open back up church again. And um, it, yeah, and, and what we're going to do is we're, we're going to uh, basically reinterpret Romans 13. We're not going to acknowledge that we had it wrong for five months. We're just going to go ahead and move forward. Uh, Hebrews 10.25, in fact, does say we have to gather together for church. And then literally they had a church service, and people are literally fawning over the quote-unquote leadership of John MacArthur. And I and my premise is just, what about all the other people that have actually been leading the charge? What about all the other people, people like Jack Hibbs, people like Greg Locke, People like Mike Spaulding, people like our friend Sam Jones, all these pastors, they didn't even shut down. Or if they did, it was for a very short period of time, not for a Romans 13 reason, but simply because they wanted to protect their flock because they didn't know what was going on. I can appreciate that. That's fine. But then they came out. They actually had leadership. They stood up against their local governments, and they're like, you don't have the constitutional authority to do this. Well, John MacArthur comes in five months too late. And all of a sudden now people are fawning over him. Like like one person said that they on Twitter, a very prominent blue check mark said that they were literally crying as he took the stage. Uh, another seminary um, student uh, said that he had full body chills when John MacArthur, uh, you know, took the stage. And I'm like, that's not weird. Um, you know, so there's there's <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot going on here. But my main premise is we're talking about this celebrity cult mindset within the church. And it's even more of an indictment on the followers than it is him, I think. And um, and I think that that's, that's a really big problem because we had so many people that are, were following John MacArthur. And he was leading people astray in the sense that 
people were following his lead for five months, not opening up the churches because John MacArthur, who understands the Bible more than anybody else in the entire world, he didn't open church, so we're not going to open church. And all of a sudden, then they reverse it, and now everybody's just following and flocking to him. And it's like, so was he wrong last week when they were still closed, or is he wrong now? It can't be both. So which is it? Where's the line? And that that's that's the frustrating part, I think. Yeah, yeah but, but wait a minute. So what you're telling me, Jeff, is that everything can be done a certain way as long as somebody who spent decades having books written for him, written many Bible commentaries, and been a stalwart of standing against other hypocrites such as the strange fire people, such as all of those who were standing in the gap and wanting to not either wear masks or they wanted to be able to continue to do church. But now the tables, he can do whatever he wants to at this point because, you know, Romans 13 no longer applies as he's taught in the past. So what you're telling me, Jeff, is that what we have here is the real person guiding the whole amount of Christianity in the U.S. by the name of John MacArthur? Pretty much. I mean, you know, again, I think I think the the biggest the biggest problem with all of this is that is is that his decision with all of this. I think it's creating more confusion than clarity. Uh, and this is what I keep saying about all of this is that. Because people are putting MacArthur and other people too, I don't want to just say it's it's not just MacArthur. It's 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 a symptom of a bigger problem that's happening within evangelicalism in general. But but this is just the current uh, you know situation is when you put somebody up high on this pedestal, then you basically follow whatever it is that they say and do, even if they lead you astray. And in this instance, he was literally leading people astray for five months. And people were not gathering together and, ha- and having church. And, you know, and when you look at his past teachings, he says, and this was just a few weeks ago, he said, Christians don't protest. No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our healthcare management masters. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. Paralegals are highly essential from law firms and courtrooms to insurance, real estate, HR, and more. If a paralegal career or law school is in your future, Stevenson University Online's Bachelor's in Legal Studies will help you achieve your goals affordably with no application fee. 100% online, approved by the American Bar Association with new online sessions starting every eight weeks. Get started today. Visit stevenson.edu slash paralegal. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. Then he goes on Tucker Carlson the other night, and he said, we're actually the original protesters. And I'm like, okay, so which is it? Are we supposed to protest, or are we not supposed to protest? Are we supposed to submit to the government whether we agree with them or not, or are we not supposed to? Like, where is the biblical understanding? And I think the problem is is that Christians right now don't necessarily want the actual biblical understanding. They're not going to God's word. They're not being like a Berean. They're not going and seeing what does scripture actually say. They're taking what somebody like a John MacArthur or an Al Mohler or a Tim Keller or John Piper and just taking that as face value. And they're saying, they said it. They've been to seminary. They have a doctorate. They have all these degrees. They spend 50 million hours every single week studying for their sermons They know more than me, so I'm just going to trust them. And I feel like it's kind of the lazy man's way out of all this kind of stuff. But this is really why I think we're in this mess that we're in right now in the church. People are just blind followers now. It's it's really frustrating. So 
you know, I, I got to ask you, because you've been saying these things for all of this time, and, you know, all of us have. You've said it, and I've came behind you, and I've said the same thing. Uh, Sam has when he talked about MacArthur's pietism. Uh, and ha I, has anybody even reached out to you, Jeff, and then offered an apology that maybe you might have been right, that somebody really doesn't have a straight and narrow perspective, much like his dispensationalism. Has anybody reached out to you, Jeff, and said, you know what, Jeff, I think that maybe you will write about MacArthur at least a little bit. Uh, in in no, no big names, uh, nobody prominent, nobody that would be, nobody, pretty much no pastors, nobody like that. Um, I have people that reach out to me that are, that either attend the church or have attended the church and they're like, no, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Like, this is exactly what I experienced. And, um, and so that, that has been affirming. Um, but no, nobody of any kind of prominence has, has reached out or anything along those lines. I mean, they're just, they're just diehard. They dig their heels in. They just keep, they keep fighting and they'll, they'll take on whatever battle it takes and they will morph their positions to try to justify uh, you know, MacArthur's teaching, we saw this with the interfaith dialogue debate, you know, back with the whole James White thing where literally, uh, you know, John MacArthur for years had preached against interfaith dialogues. As soon as their friend James White did it, all of a sudden now they're jumping through hoops saying that Jesus participated in interfaith dialogues and that it's actually a good thing. But we don't do, we don't do IFDs at, at, at our church. We don't think that it's the best strategy. And I'm like, but if you said Jesus did it, then shouldn't we emulate Jesus? So there's a lot of like kind of flipping around and double standards and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, no apologies. No. And, and I'm not looking for an apology. I just, I just want clarity. And that, that's what I think is really missing right now. Yeah. And I just, it's just, it just, it seems incredible to me that, you know, we've gotten to this point, but <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but Jeff, do you think that maybe because we've seen this, that maybe, um, it might be uh, a larger symptom of the American church. Uh, do you think that maybe, and, and this might be perhaps a, a tie into uh, going into a little bit about uh, the, the book Church and State, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of taste, but do you think that maybe that that's one of the reasons, it, do you think that, that that's actually opening up the doors to what's being talked about in the book? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, my, my, my chapter is actually on this very topic. Uh, so I'm actually dealing with the, with the celebrity mindset within, uh, evangelicalism. And, and the premise of, of my chapter in the book is the idea that the leftists and the Marxists have used this celebrity cult mindset within the church in order to usher in, uh, their, their false teachings, uh, because they understand that people idolize other people. And that if they can, if they can just get to those, the, those specific idols, if they can just get to those specific celebrity pastors, then all of a sudden they can influence everybody else. So think, so think about it. it. Like if, if you, if you look at like something like Shepherd's Conference, right? Or any other pastor's conference, but I'm just using Shepherd's Conference because I've been there. I know how it works and all that kind of stuff, right? So if, if you could flip somebody like an Al Mohler, which I think the majority of us all agree, Al Mohler's been flipped by the left. So if you can flip an Al Mohler, all of a sudden now he goes and he speaks at somewhere like the Shepherds Conference, which he did last year, right? So he goes there and speaks. If he ha now has influence over 4,000 pastors that are at the Shepherds Conference, that's probably three or 4,000 individual churches that are now being impacted by just their flipping one pastor or one Christian leader like an Al Mohler. Right. So if they, if they can focus all their attention, they change Al Mohler, make him progressive, make him leftist, which again, he is. He now influences 4,000 churches across the country. What, what does the average church have? A hundred people that attend their church. So, so let's, if the, let's say you change 4,000 churches. You're looking at like 160,000 people. If I'm doing my math right, I have no idea if I'm doing my math right, but you're, you're, you're talking about changing a lot of minds simply by flipping one individual Christian leader. That is the power of, of the left using, uh, the celebrity mindset. And if we're going to co combat this, we need to stop being like that. We need to be like the Bereans who think about it. 
they were questioning the Apostle Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament. They weren't just taking what he said at face value. They were literally taking everything he said, compare it with Scripture to see if it lines up. And um, and that's what we need to be doing today. Right. And, you know, I, I think that it's also, you know, it's definitely uh, – uh, there's there's a big Romans one uh, issue in that as well. Uh, you know, just looking at all of those people, what it, he says about us there. And speaking of Romans one, you also have a new podcaster that has joined the Gatekeepers Network, and that is Denise McAllister. And in fact, she even had you on this new podcast discussing an issue about the conservatives having this problem. Would you mind giving us a little bit of light of what is was it that you guys discussed in that program the first time there? Yeah, so so literally that. Uh, so it was it's it's been really cool to get to know Denise. She she's awesome. She's really really smart. She you know the majority of people know her because of her expertise in the political world, but she's actually a very smart smart uh, woman when it comes to theology and apologetics uh, things like that. She was actually uh, trained by R.C. Sproul and Ligonier and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know she she really knows her stuff. Um, and, but our, the, basically her first episode of her new podcast, which we're carrying here on, uh, the G podcast network is called Romans one. Um, and what, what we were taking a look at was, was how conservatives have this celebrity worship mindset. And specifically we were talking about the, the situation with, um, with like Tucker Carlson and some of these guys that are on Fox news, because recently there, there's been some accusations of, um, uh, just, just some improper behavior by these guys. And part of the problem is that immediately, immediately you see the conservatives come around, circle the wagons, and immediately go on the defense. And we don't even know if it's true or not. And, and I think that this is indicative of the main problem that we have of we begin to think that if Tucker Carlson fails, if they can take out Tucker, then we're done. Conservatives lose and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. That we only lose if Tucker Carlson is taken out if we actually care. But, but maybe what we should do is we should stop caring so much about an individual person, take a step back, care about the principles and the values, don't care as much about the person, learn from the guy. But it doesn't matter if he falls. It doesn't matter if they take him out because you should be about the principle, not about the man. If, if you're putting all of your hope and trust in Tucker Carlson or Donald Trump, if they get, if Donald Trump were to get impeached, that's not the end of conservatism. That just means, okay, that sucks. Donald Trump's out. But at the same time, we should still be pushing forward, pushing our conservative values. And I think that that's also what we need to be having within uh, Christianity too. So that was a really good conversation that Denise and I had about that. Well, it seems kind of like they both might go together there. So basically what you're saying to us, Jeff, is that no matter what is happening and how bad everything is getting and, and becomes, uh, that you should stay steadfast in that. Is that what you're saying? Is to stay steadfast in that in those principles? Yeah, I think I think, I think it's uh, have 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 your have your faith. So, like within Christianity, you have your faith in God, but it needs to be rooted in God's Word, not in a famous pastor, right? So, so you need to be getting your source of truth from God's Word. Within the political realm, we're conservatives not because Donald Trump's a conservative. We're conservatives not because Tucker Carlson's a conservative. So in all reality, it shouldn't be about the individual person. If they fall or let's say for, – for all we know, Donald Trump next week could come out as a, as a full-on progressive and he's like, we need bigger government. We need this. We need that. And uh, we're going to open up the borders. That shouldn't change you and I. You know, it sucks again that you've got a guy that's failing like that. But for you and I, we we still keep going forward, and we're like, no, this is conservative values. We're going to push for this. We don't just say, well, Trump. You know, he's our president. We voted him in. He's a Republican. We're just going to follow along and do whatever he says and does. It's like, no, we've got our principles. It's rooted in the Constitution within Christianity. We've got our principles. It's rooted in God's word. That should be our driving force, not MAGA, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, that sort of thing. Okay, well, uh, shifting gears a, a little bit back, um, this this talk about the new pro, the new book that you you actually have coming out, Jeff. That you've gotten all of these authors. Could you give us a little bit of a rundown and maybe 
explain to us exactly what this book means, uh, exactly why you chose these authors and uh, how they were – you chose the subject matter for each individual author. What what made you decide to do this particular book about the church and state? Yeah, so so with this book, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a sequel from from social injustice, in the sense of like social social injustice was was again another group book project, and uh, and we were dealing with really the the issue of social justice itself and the actual theological implications of that, uh, you know, really clarifying the positions and 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 helping people to understand that's an actual attack on the gospel, right? So so we dealt with that first. Church and state came about because as I'm looking at what's going on within evangelicalism as well as with our country, I'm seeing that our country is crumbling before our eyes as well as the church is crumbling before our eyes. And then when I started talking to people and I'm looking at what's going on and kind of getting an overall view of the landscape, you start realizing there's money coming in from these leftist organizations. You've got the Ann campaign with, uh, I think, I believe it's Michael Ware, who is deeply tied with Obama and the Clintons and things like that. You've got George Soros money. You've got Tim Keller, who's got a lot of leftist influence. You've got Russell Moore, who's in tight with the Obamas and the Clintons and, and the Democrats and, and all of that. And you, and you start looking at this and you're like, okay, is this an intentional strategy? And then you start looking at, the history of our country, even over the last several decades, and we've seen an intentional infiltration into our education system, into politics, into entertainment, and into the mainstream media. The The last thing that they need to infiltrate is the church, and we're seeing it happen before our eyes. We're seeing them flip people like Al, like Al Mohler, Mark Dever, Jonathan Lehman. We're seeing the acceptance of guys like Sam Albury and Russell Moore and Tim Keller, and they're being, being brought into the fold and I think as we as we see our country fail, I think a lot of it is because of the moral failure of the church to actually take a stand on things. So essentially, I think this has been an intentional thing. The left knows the church is the final stand for America. I believe if the church crumbles, if the church is destroyed, so goes America. And I think that the evangelical church is the final stand against this Marxist leftist progressive push and we got to get our act together if we're actually going to uh, turn things around. So that's really that was really the kind of the premise of the book, right? You know, because uh, I, sh- I share kind of the same uh, outlook there. Um, you know, because I've said many times uh, when I speak, uh, and then also on the program of Battlefront uh, Southgate, is that that really we are the here the the last beacon of, of freedom uh, of, of liberty. And of uh, uh, the ability to publicly worship. I mean, look how many times uh, you look onto the other countries, right? And you see uh, how much was lost because of the inability of the church to be effective in those countries. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. And now you you see this happening abroad, 
uh, as you said, from uh, that time period. And now it, it's like to me that this is the last thread that, that if it's cut and, and cut off from the nation, that that's what the nation hangs upon is the the leadership of the church, uh, the, the conservatism that the true Christians actually bring, the biblical values. And if you to me, that would seem that you if you want to take down any country, you have to get rid of Christianity. And how do you do that is you infiltrate Christianity because what, many of them are going to stand against it. But if you can get their you know, and it goes back to the whole idolatry, right? The whole celebrity worship. Let's say this, like John MacArthur. Uh, look how quickly he was able to sway people while they were all talking badly about those who the churches who wanted to open uh, and didn't want to have to be social distancing, didn't want to have to be wearing masks. And, but how quickly he changed them by stepping on a stage and saying, we're open. It, it, so it seems that you infiltrate them and then you get the people to uh, become followers of a man rather than the biblical values, uh, you can sway them. And, and to me, it just seems like an effective means to be able to completely cut off the legs of a country. Um, and I, I, I think that you have a, a good point there that the book is needed. Um, and, you know, you guys can actually go out there and, and you know, everybody should know, like he said earlier in the show, that the book is uh, on pre-order now. Uh, you get on there, and then you can use the the code Jeff, and then you get the ebook with um, Pastor Sam. Uh, what is it called? Why I want the uh, Why I'm pro life. Yeah, it. why Why I'm pro life by by Sam Jones. Yeah, right. And I and you go on there and you use that code Jeff. You get that book uh, along with it. And and Jeff, what do you think? Do you think that that this is probably going to be uh, a more important book than the previous one? Yeah, it, it, I I, th I think it has more widespread implications. I think I think social injustice to a certain degree was less about the strategy and more about the theology, um, and that that one was was really a big focus on how it's how it's attacking the gospel and helping people to understand the ins and outs of of this social justice warrior mentality. With with church and state, what we're looking at a little bit more is the strategy how the left is infiltrating in. And the thing that we really have to understand is that this, this is a political strategy. This is a political ploy. Uh, what, you know, what, what the left and the progressives are really pushing for, in my opinion, is they're trying to establish that one world government and uh, one world religion that we see in, in our eschatology and end times theology and all of that. They're really pushing for that. I mean, when you see like your chapter in social injustice, you were talking about illegal immigration and, and the ideology behind that. Well, if the left is able to accomplish that and get rid of borders, I mean, essentially, what, what, what is a country without borders? That's, that's a big push towards globalism. And so I think what we're seeing is we're seeing this attempt to really infiltrate, uh, and turn evangelicalism into a leftist blo voting block. Cause when you, when you listen to guys like Tabidi, you listen to Matt Chandler, David Platt, a lot of these guys, they sound like an AOC or a Tim Keller. I didn't think we would see this on a main evangelical stage coming coming from guys like that. And so if we're going to be able to combat that, we have to understand how are they doing it? Why are they doing it? And that's really really where we have uh, some really good uh, authors that are really diving into us, like, like Bobby Lopez, who we talked about before. He's diving into how they infiltrated the seminaries and how they're using them to train up leftists within the seminaries to then go be pastors of churches. This, so he's actually diving into this idea. Um, and so we've got people like that that are really diving into a lot of this kind of stuff. And it's, it's vitally important if we're going to understand what is actually happening. How is the church failing so quickly? Uh, and, and I think that this book will, will do a very good job of uh, breaking that down for everybody. Well, Jeff, now that you've been saying all of that, and and you know, you what what do you think? What if I were to be somebody who knew absolutely nothing about this, and all of these terms that we're using, and and the names that we're we're talking about, um, are vaguely familiar? Okay, now 
you're talking to somebody like that. Now, would you tell that somebody who's sitting here listening to this where they should start and then where they should go from the point after they start doing that? Uh, like, like in the sense of like how to like educate themselves or, or how to, how to, how to combat it? Well, how to educate themselves and then what they should do to combat it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, I think num- number one, the first thing that everybody needs to do is, uh, get in God's word and pray. Uh, you get, you gotta get yourself educated. You gotta get yourself grounded. Um, and, and that sort of thing. And again, just stop relying on a famous celebrity pastor. Like even, even your own pastor. And, and, and I don't want to, as not demeaning towards the local pastor, even, you know, smaller churches or whatever it is, but everybody is fallible. Everybody has a sin nature. Everybody can mess up. So take what they're saying as a springboard for your own study to actually understand what does God's word actually say. So that, so that's kind of step number one. But then if you start to see, uh, some of these things that are, that are creeping into your, even your local church, and maybe there's some like, uh, leftist talking points, or they're, you know, they're talking about, um, you know, you know, the, the, the sojourner, or the, uh, or, you know, bring, you know, caring for the illegal immigrants, or, uh, racial reparations, or anything along those lines, it may take having a conversation with your pastor, um, you know, it may take getting them a book like Social Injustice or Church and State. There's, there's some other great resources that are out there as well to help them understand some of that kind of stuff. Um, but it, it's really going to be taking having conversations with people, especially your pastors, because a lot of these pastors don't actually understand what's going on because they're getting caught up in they trust these big name celebrity pastors as well, because they don't have time to study everything. They don't have time to research the ins and outs of Marxism and and these political uh, you know attempts to take over the church and all that kind of stuff. They're just studying God's word, and then they go to these conferences and maybe they read a book by a John Piper, and that's the extent of their study on a lot of this kind of stuff. So it's going to take conversations, patience, prayer, and just following through and not getting uh, pulled 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 away from the battle and the fight, but it's, it's the biggest thing is staying God's word and keep, just keep praying and having the right mentality. Oh yeah. So it's pretty off of that. Let's go back to a little bit of, of your past, you know, we're still talking to the, this person. So let's what tell somebody, this is from your own experience of how to develop the mentality to be able to handle those who come at you when you are actually one of the few or only per people, person, to take a stand against something that they know is wrong in the church and the person has a strong following and those people come at them. Tell them to ass- how they can be assured Do the to develop that mentality to be able to push forward. Um, I mean, in all reality, it's and this is going to sound kind of um, I don't know the right the right word, maybe insensitive, but you just have to not care. Um, that that's the thing that I've kind of learned is you know it, you you, be, you begin to realize where do you put your faith and where do you put your your desires? Are do you desire other people's approval? Or do you desire God's approval, essentially? You know, and you know, wh- where does your trust lie? Does your trust lie in, uh, in you know, sucking up to other people, or does it, or does it lie with, uh, you know, in God and His Word? And so, I, I think the thing is, is that as long as you know that you're on the right path, as long as you know that this is what God's Word says, and so I'm just going to keep going forward. The thing is, is that Jesus says. That people are going to persecute you for my namesake, in, in, for in essentially because you're taking a stand for Christ, right? So you have to look at it like, okay, so if they're coming after you, maybe, not always, but maybe you're on the right path. Maybe that's a sign that you're heading in the right direction. You're doing the right thing. So don't give up. You know, there, there was a, a book that I uh, recently read, not a Christian book, uh, but it's a book called Don't, Don't Burn This Book by Dave Rubin. And one of the things that he says, one of his chapters was, don't apologize to the mob. 
because what they're trying to do is they're just trying to come in and silence you and destroy you and make you feel like you're not allowed to have a, an, an opinion that's different than somebody else. And it's this whole kind of cancel culture mentality and all that kind of stuff. And I think to a certain degree, you kind of have to be like, I'm not going to apologize to the mob. I'm not going to apologize if a big name famous pastor comes after you and tries to discredit you or make personal attacks or what or whatever that might be. You got to be open to the fact that okay, if they if they come back at me with a better with a better argument or they show me in scripture where I'm wrong, you're going to be willing to change. But at the same time, if they can't do that and they're just literally attacking you like some of these guys have done with me and trying to discredit you like what they've done with me, you're just like I don't really care because to me that's showing that you don't have the truth on your side if this is what you guys are resorting to. Right, right. Well, you know, uh, as we're we're starting to uh, approach the end of this hour, uh, but let's just go ahead and, and Jeff, tell maybe people um, about uh, kind of shamelessly promote yourself a little bit of all of the work that you have been doing and then tell us what the future holds for Jeff Dornick Every bit of the things that he's doing right now. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I, I'm a I'm a busy man, so let's uh, <laughs> do the rundown. So, so uh, here, so basically here on the here on the GK, uh, what we're doing right now is we've got uh, we've got the podcast network, we've got um, we've got you know articles that are going up constantly. We've got a bunch of great contributors, uh, you know, that you know I'm very appreciative of everybody, including Dustin. We've got, we've brought on uh, Bobby Lopez, Denise McAllister, uh, Mike Spaulding. We've got Sam Jones, Patrick Wyatt, uh, Schumann's coming back with his show uh, coming up in September. Um, so we've got, we've got a lot of content there. Um, we've also got our publishing side of things where we are um, we've got Social Injustice, which is already out. We're doing pre-orders for Church and State, which is what we've been talking about. We're doing pre-orders for Pastor Sam Jones' uh, upcoming book, Five Steps to Kill a Nation, which is very prophetic because he wrote the majority of this before all this craziness really started, you know, coming coming into play. But that's going to be a really good book. Uh, and then we're also carrying Mike Spaulding's book in the store. We've got, uh, you know, Why I'm Pro Life is an ebook you can download that sort of thing. So we've got a lot of content over here. Um, uh, on the more political side of things. Got um, the American Conservative Movement, which is a, a conservative organization. Really, what we're trying to do is create a grassroots movement of bringing constitutionality back to our country and helping people to understand this is why conservatism works. This is why it's important. This is why we have to preserve it if we're going to preserve America, which is the last beacon of freedom in this world. Uh, I mean, just just even if you're looking at the fact of the ability to worship God as we see fit. W- w- which we've seen being taken away from us by people like Gavin Newsom and a lot of these governors who are shutting down churches, the way America is supposed to be is the government is not supposed to take that away from you. Uh, so that's really why we're pushing that. So we've been doing these Saving America conferences there every few weeks. I've had a lot of great people uh, involved with that, including uh, Burgess Owens. Uh, we've had uh, Greg Locke over there, Joshua Fierstein, Mindy Robinson, Jerry Wayne, just a bunch of great you know, people involved over there. And then now we've launched the uh, Freedom First uh, podcast network, and there um, again, it's a, it's a more of a secular audience, but it's really rooted in in conservatism, helping you to understand what's going on in the news. We've got a lot of great conservative voices right now. We've got like twelve shows. We're adding like three or four more. Um, I know uh, we're bringing on. Um, I know we're bringing on Jerry Wayne probably within the next couple of weeks with his own show. He's the guy. He's that union worker who uh, confronted Joe Biden and Joe Biden. Um, referred to an AR-15 as an AR-14, and then challenged Jerry to take it outside, which was quite entertaining if you go back and watch that video. Um, but we've got a, we've got some really, really prominent conservative voices that are going to be joining that network as well. And so we're just in the process of building up, you know, it's kind of all of these things, but everything's working together. And I think for me, the way that I look at it is we're seeing the country fall, we're seeing the church fall. The, the Really, the only way that we can actually turn things around is we've got the political side, but we've also got the spiritual side, and I think that we kind of got to work at both of these in tandem and kind of go in parallel with each other if we're actually going to turn things around in our country. And so that's where I think having the GK over here, having Freedom First over here, having ACM, we're putting out books with both, we're putting out podcasts with both, and just getting good quality content out there, I think we could actually um, make a dent in this and actually maybe hopefully turn things around in the future. Awesome. Yeah, I think that you're doing uh, a pretty good job over there, Jeff. Uh, and I think that uh, that's a pretty good idea that you have all of the avenues going in which you are able to 
get to people that maybe you normally wouldn't get to through even the gatekeepers, you know, because everybody knows this because we're the Christian men uh, and we're, we're the stalwarts uh, behind all of that. And that, and they, they know you by that name, but there are people out there that uh, probably wouldn't get to the gatekeeper site just regularly searching for it. Uh, but you, you've done a, a really good job by starting all of these, you know, these networks, uh, your, uh, your your political action committee, all of that. It's been really good work, and I I got to tell you that I'm pretty sure that anybody who does go to, to these things and then uh, they begin to visit on the various platforms um, that, that they'll get they'll get filled up and they'll be educated. And I think that that's something that everybody needs to to keep in mind and and do. Uh, but you know I got to tell you it's been really good tonight getting on here and uh, taking the spot of Jeff, seeing what it feels like. You know, if if I could maybe grow some hair behind it, I might be doing pretty good, man. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, it's pretty much uh, conversations with Dustin. So, yeah, <laughs> conversations with Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, thanks, Jeff, for letting me take over. And uh, I guess it's about that time that we head on out and let everybody go what do you think yeah that sounds good to me and then also if if you guys do want to support what we're doing here at the gk go to gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in uh we've we've got essentially our membership program it's 10 bucks a month uh it's just a way to kind of help support what we're doing here but you'll get exclusive access to the recording of our our destroy social justice conference that we put out a few months ago uh, you'll get a devotional in your email every single week from, um, we, we've got some, you know, great contributing, um, authors involved with that. I know right now we've got, uh, Pastor, uh, Bob Picard, uh, he's leading the devotional for this month. Um, and then you'll also get 30% off of anything in the GK store. So if you're a member, you get access to all that kind of stuff and a lot, a lot more perks and that sort of thing. So gatekeepersonline.com slash plugged in. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's one way that you can definitely, uh, help support everything we're doing here. Great. Great. Well, I guess that's it for me, man. I'm going to give it back to you. It's all your show again, man. Sounds good. So, yeah, make sure you guys uh, make sure you guys go uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And uh really helps. Leave us a five-star review if you can. Make sure, hey, go over to Battlefront Southgate. Subscribe over there as well. That way you can get uh, the next episode uh, when that drops from Dustin as well. Again, leave a five-star review. Again, it all helps with the algorithms, helping us to get heard, helping us to get our voice out there. Um, and then thank you thank you guys so much for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next time. Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving at your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org.